Welcome to the C Block Podcast. You stupid motherfuckers. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, C Blocks Radio. Oh my god, oh my god, you should know I'm crazy, ho. It's time to listen to me through this transmission. I just wanna entertain you through my damn vision. So everybody kick back and just open your ears. We're premiere over premiere. Know that I'm here. Celebrate the good life with this dumb ass. One conversation place in just one track. Yo, it's your boy. What's going on? Happy new years yeah I, I know i know i get it 60 days into the new year and i'm finally bringing you a podcast even though it's been what i don't even know the last time i put an episode out to be honest i mean i can search it real quick for you and we can figure this thing out together you know what i will figure this thing out together because you know i i don't know i mean i'm not gonna lie i just haven't had the um the ambition to uh to give you a podcast but you know what? The way I think about it, I always say that. I say that about everything. I go through my stages where I wanna, I wanna do some episodes, but then I don't. But um, in this case, I am back. And the last episode I did, that can't be it. What? September? Really? I haven't been here since my birthday. Am I kidding? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold, hold the fuck up. Yeah. Well, I haven't done a podcast since uh, since uh, September 24th, October, November, December, January. Holy hell! My apologies, y'all. Um, well, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna justify that. I'm just gonna uh, keep going. I'm gonna give you a little bit of a podcast here, and uh, there's a lot to catch up on. Uh, I'm not even gonna give you the bells and whistles today. We can we go talk. We're not. I'm not gonna give you no extra music, no extra. Sound effects, we're just going to go straight raw dog. Shoot, I may even make this podcast a couple hours just to make it enjoyable because, to be honest, we have a lot to talk about today. And um, we'll start off with with where I left off three months ago because just barely in December, I got some money from Shaquille O'Neal. Yep, I... Won a thousand dollars. I didn't win two thousand dollars. I won a thousand dollars because that shit was split between me and this other guy. Um, and um, I was a little disappointed because I really did want two grand. I was expecting two grand. I had things to do with those two grand. I, I guess I had it in mind. I guess I am so confident that I really thought that I was gonna win, and somehow I did win. So, she showed you. It should show you exactly where. I feel my confidence level is, but, you know, let that be just a, a thought in your mind. When I talk about myself, let that resonate in your head. You know what I'm saying? That, um, yeah, I mean, I, I went pretty far and I won. And uh, it was announced in uh, November that I won. Maybe late October. I That contest was so long. I mean, it, it felt like forever. And anyways, either way. Um, I am, I guess, half the theme song for the Shaq's podcast. So if you want to check out Shaquille O'Neal's podcast, uh, go ahead and check that out. At the end of the show, they'll play a couple of theme songs, either mine or the other guys, and, uh, they play my song. So, yep, I'm putting that on my resume, but I'm not going to lie though. I'm not going to lie. I am not going to lie. I have been listening to their podcast lately. Um... And they haven't played my song as much. Maybe not at all. It's been about a month. They keep playing the other guys. And 
You know what it is with the other cat? Is, you know what he did with his money is that he donated his money to the uh, Toys for Tots. And I guess that um, gave him some brownie points. So they might have just paid me and x me out. And maybe they're just going to use the other guy's song and that's it. And I, and I think about it for a second because I think I was thinking to myself, huh, you know. He, he, the man donated money for charity for kids. And hey, don't get me wrong. That is awesome, right? If you have that kind of money to do that and give it to kids, shoot. That is cool. I don't I don't have that kind of money for me to be like, yo, I could donate this for free. Yeah, I am a I could be selfish with money at times, but the thing is that's why I have an excellent credit score, not to brag, you know. But I mean, if you want me to, you know, give you a little awe story, I did use my money so I could go up to Idaho to go see my mom. Yes, the ticket was bought for me but the fact is that i used a lot of my money while i was up there uh because realistically i had no nothing to go up there uh i had no money to go up there with my mom i went to go visit her in december uh just a little bit before christmas so um and realistically when you think about the the whole thing about it is that she lives up, she lives up there by herself um well she doesn't we have family but you know you you know you know when you're that, when you're an individual person, you know that you could be living with people, you could be living with family around you. But realistically, it's how you feel in your heart. And when somebody's alone, they're alone. And uh, I, that's the way I feel about my mother. I'm not trying to be Debbie Do. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. But fact is, this episode we gonna we gonna fluctuate in feelings today. And my mom, yeah, she does live live kind of secluded to herself, and she's making it work up in Idaho. But realistically, uh, she's all alone. And um, things are going on with the family. Uh, good and bad. And um, I don't know, kind of makes me debate whether I should go up there for a few months. Maybe uh, going to Idaho wouldn't be such a bad idea. At least for a couple, I mean, at least for half a year. Uh, but, you know, when you stuck with that California lifestyle, you know, it is what it is. So, yes, I used Shaq's money to go visit and use it for my mom, which was a surprise because realistically, I don't have that kind of money to be spending just to go be to be traveling. Um, not like that, you know. I like to floss here and there, but for realistically, come on, man, I don't, I don't have that kind of money. I make mediocre money at best. I, I make a lot better than you know your average skipper, but no, because if that was the case, I'd be in my own place right now, my own garage with a green screen. My little man cave. I'd have my own separate room and then a room with a studio in it where I'd be recording this right now, but I don't. What I'm recording right now is in my bedroom with a nice ass desk in front of my bed that's crammed with a small well, this room's pretty big, but it's crammed with everything that I have because I have an entertainment system. My room is top notch, yo. You know. And you should know that I am um kind of a tech freak, so and I'm also very ADD organized. So, um, just to know that I, I am crazy. And I, and I guess realistically, when you think about the way, um, you know, income works in different States, like California based to Idaho, you know, what I, what I noticed is that you don't, that the, the prices everywhere is pretty the same. When I, I'm talking about when you go to a store and you go to a Walmart, Everything's pretty much the same fucking price. The price doesn't change. 
it's the, the cost of living, right? So, you know, uh, and that's also, that's, what's also included in that is the wages. So obviously if you're living in a country that's cheaper in housing, it's going to be cheaper on how you get paid. And it's weird because a person who makes $20 here uh, for a particular job was probably making $13 in Idaho. So if I'm used to making a certain amount of money, ah, fuck, I feel like I'm downgrading. So that's kind of where I came up with this little um, saying that you can't, you can't take California debt with you to a different state that's cheaper, especially if you're going to get cheaper pay. Um, you could, but you'd be struggling. Uh, that's why it's probably better to use the money you get now here in California, pay that bill off, pay all your debt real quick, and then get the hell out of here. It's possible, but, um, you know, and that's kind of what I've gained just from traveling back and forth to Idaho the three times that I've done it. Um, and uh, it's it's crazy, man, how much of a different lifestyle Idaho is from here. It was cool, though. Um, I went up there before Christmas, showed up to the airport. It's it's freaking... You ever been to the LAX airport? That is freaking nuts. Especially if you are from around here, then you know LAX. If you're not around here, then you should know that... Uh, ooh, unless you live in a bigger city like Chicago Airport or New York. Uh, I don't know which one. LaGuardia or the other one, JFK. Those are pretty heavy in traffic airports. But when you get to Idaho, nope. That airport is just like you drive in and you drive out. It's so, I mean, you would, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just not big. It's not even big. You know what it is? It's cute. That's how, the, that's how I'm going to describe an airport. It's cute. You get, you get off the plane, you walk out, and there you're, there you is. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know you how at LAX you have United, and but then you have like seven different sections to United. Then you go to the next uh, airline, and it's American. Then you have seven sections for American. No, this is American, United, Delta, whatever else, and that's it. It's four sections, and it's like in the, like a quarter mile altogether. It's not even that big. I mean, you could drive through it like nothing. I could run through that thing in a minute. Yeah, I literally could run through the Boise, Idaho airport in a minute. Uh, in moderate speed. By, now, you know what? I could do that on crutches. I'm telling you right now. That's how small it is. You should Google it. I, it's, you, when you think about it, it's actually a benefit if you live in a small city with an airport. Because you could get the hell, you could go wherever the hell you want with no problems. You know? I don't know. i never been to the Burbank airport, but... Probably the same shit. I know. Anyways, I'm here talking about airports. I don't know if it's boring you. I hope not because fact is, you know, it's my it's my podcast. I'm just getting, kind of I'm trying to give you a fluctuation in how things are in life. All right, because um here, eh, eh, it ain't working. Um so yeah, that all started from me winning money from Shaq. Um that and it took me about three about two months to get that money. Um, and when I got the when I got the money in the mail, where's the envelope? I have it right here. It's literally it should be sitting in front of my desk. It, it came in an envelope uh, sent over by oh by uh, Rob Jenner's in a regular postcard, and it had a thousand dollars in the postcard, written in regular handwriting. It came with a little. Uh, uh, card 
it was a Christmas card. It said C Block. And then in uh, Wishing You a Happy Holiday, Packed Full of Small Delights, which was already pre-printed on the card. And then here's the actual um, writing from them. Thanks for the patience and your continued support. Merry Christmas, Rob, Rob, John, and Shaq. Obviously, Shaq didn't write this. So um, I'm just saying it's, it's crazy because I expected a lot more when this happened. Um, I kind of wanted it to kind of be a boost and it kind of did boost my ego. For like a week. And then it kind of just went away. And it's it's crazy. Because like. <laughs> I was at the Laker game just the other day. The Lakers against the Bulls. And I'm looking at the rafters. And I see Shaquille O'Neal's number. Right. And I'm looking at Shaquille O'Neal's number. His retired jersey. And I'm looking at it. I'm like hey that man. Paid me a thousand dollars for my rap song. And I'm looking around the stadium. Or sorry not the, the arena. And I'm saying how many people could say that. How many people could say that an NBA Hall of Famer gave them money for their talents? Think about that for a second. I, I'm, uh, I, it's, I don't know that this, for all you know, this probably might be the only thing that I ever get on my resume as far as music being the way that I push music nowadays is probably, who knows, man, my, uh, the gas is, the gas is getting low. I know that. I totally know that. And I, it's my only fault. But it doesn't matter. It, it's still, I still know that I'm, I still got my gift. And it's just for me to pull it off. And I don't know whether, what's stopping me from doing more. I don't know. Maybe I just feel more secluded when I get home. And I come home and I'm comfortable. And all I want to do is just watch TV and play video games. Or I don't know. But. Excuse me. Um. I it's crazy, man. So yeah, the big the big shack number thirty four with the Lakers paid me a thousand dollars for a theme song that is probably never gonna get used anymore. So be it as it is, at the end of the day, when I make music, I'm not doing it because you know what it is at the end of the day when it comes to hip hop and me. I've always done it because I've wanted the respect of my peers. I've always wanted somebody or everybody to hear my bars and hear me rap and be like, dude, that is a good line. I like that. Or I want them to feel something like you. I felt that every single time that I'm writing a line, I'm thinking of stuff like that. Even with stupid songs, I'm like, well, will this go? Will this catch somebody's ears? This probably gonna go over somebody's people's, some people's heads. I'm always thinking of stuff like that. And that's what I personally believe. That's what a lyricist is. A person who's always putting their words first. And that's probably why I don't sell out. That's why I'm not mumbling some shit. I'm not, you know, snapping my fingers. Yeah, no, that's an old reference. I'm sorry. That's an old, you know. What about Gucci Mane, Gucci Mane, Gucci Mane, Gucci Mane? What's stopping me from doing that kind of song? Huh? I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, I, um... Oh, man, man. I've always wanted respect for my peers and, you know, it is what it is. So, um, fuck that. All right, man. So, uh, in the last two months, too, it looks like my grandmother, who I live with here at this house in Oxnard, uh, sold her house. It's on the market. It was on the market, and it was sold. 
So I probably will be moving out of this house in the next uh, 14 days. My options are a little open, even though it's kind of hard because now I'm working. I'm working these things last minute. And you know me, I hate change. I mean, I don't. I um, I'm always open to change to a sense, but major change is hard because I have been here in Port Wayne, Oxnard, with my grandmother for eight and a half years, and those years went by so damn fast because I felt like I just moved in here. Uh, for the facts that I had left the, my mother's house. I realistically, I, I've never really been out on my own to a sense for like, I've had to support myself. Not that I'm saying, <laughs> I'm not even saying that with pride. I'm just saying like, I've, I've always had some kind of like family backup to a sense. And this time, even if I get out of here, I, I might have some help with people. But the thing with me is that I want to live on my own. I've been wanting to do that for a long time. My mother moved out of this, this same house. When she was, what, 18? My mom was 18, and she was fed up with my grandmother's attitude. And she said, you know what? Fuck this. I am leaving. She packed her shit, and she left. Not only did she leave, she left to a little studio apartment over on Hemlock where we ended up living for 18 or 19 years. And to give you a big note, my mom had lived on that block in three separate houses. So she lived on the little studio. Then she moved over to the, the, the house with two rooms. No, with one room. And then we ended up moving next door to the house with three rooms. So um, my mom's always, when she moved out, we ended up living on that same house for forever, really, until, until you know, fortunately, we got the house got new owners and they kicked her the fuck out. Um. Some people are fucking stupid and rude and they don't care how, what you do. Um, and I think that's what's, with me, what's happening right now is that um, this house is sold. And the fact is, I didn't even know it was going to be on the market. Because I'm, my grandmother has this uh, bad habit of kind of like changing your mind on a lot of stuff. And uh, she wanted to sell the house, but then she didn't. And then she didn't. And then one day she just said, hey. You know, there was people coming in, in in and out of the house for open house. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I didn't even know there was an open house. It threw me off for a loop. And I was a little upset. Because, you know, if you know my history, I don't like people going into my room that I don't know. I don't trust people because uh, back in 07, I had my studio equipment stolen. By a bunch of punk ass kids that I know who they are. I still do. I don't forget shit. And um, probably not kids anymore. They're probably adults with kids. With their kids probably stealing kids. You know what I'm saying? So what I do, I went and installed cameras in my room. <laughs> I uh, Well, I installed one camera in my room. Then I got another camera in the garage to watch people coming in and out. So fact is, I mean, I bought these cameras... Right when the open house ha happened, and I kind of haven't gone back since. They're kind of cool. I get to monitor. I get to monitor myself, which I should probably put this podcast <laughs> with myself recording this live. Hold on, hold on. I, I, how come I didn't think about this? What up, y'all? I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if the the camera could see me from right here. Cause if not, I should probably do a live feed. Yeah, I can access the camera with my phone. It's kind of cool. 
it alerts me when I'm. Yeah, you you're not gonna see me. You'll see my hairline. But it's kind of cool. Um. Anyways, so yeah, I um, I saw a lot of interesting people coming in and out of my house. Saw some people checking my room out. Not even checking the room itself. It's like they were checking my stuff. And I was like, thank, pray to God that I bought this camera. Because you can see all the scandalous people that are coming in and out of this house. Savage, dude. Macho man, Randy Savage. So anyway, we fast forward here. And um, it, it looks like the family that's buying the house is, um, they're not necessarily like, Immediate family, but they are family from related family. You know, if you want to know how Hispanic families work, if somebody's married to somebody, and even if it's a third or fourth cousin or somebody not even close, as long as they're somehow in the family, it's family. That's how Hispanic families work. If that's somebody's uncle, it's your uncle. You know, I think with white folks, it kind of stops after the first family, you know. Oh, you know, your aunt, your uncle, which is your dad or your mom's brother, marries a woman. That woman isn't necessarily your blood aunt, but she was married in, so you call her an aunt. And then her family is whatever to white folks. But to us, you know, her family is, well, it's her second or third cousins or whatever, third aunts. And that's crazy. That's why we have a lot of family, and that's why we give each other hugs and kisses and be like, what's up? How you doing? It's a long time don't see. I call, there's, pe- there's a lot of people that aren't even family and that aren't even family at all, and I call them uncles, aunts. Shoot, even my uh, even my friends' parents, I call them mom and dad. Because shoot, that's just this is the way we are. Um, where I was getting with that is that um, yeah, there uh, we have a family that we know that are buying the house, and um, I the thing is nobody's talking to me, no no fucking buddy is talking to me and telling me what the hell the situation is. So fact is, I, I probably should be out of here by February, and I should make my mind as to where I'm going. I have been looking at Craigslist ads, trying to find a studio, something under a grand, even though realistically, I know that I can't afford it. I have to make it work. I just got to make it work. And the fucked up thing, too, is that I, sh- I probably do need a part-time job on, on top of a, re- a full-time job just to make extra money, but I don't want to work two jobs, man. Nobody wants to work two fucking jobs. You want to be able to make that kind of income off of one job, live comfortably. I like to have my own little condo or something, but God damn it. Sorry. Gosh, damn it. Forgive me, Lord. Nobody's telling me anything, but the thing is that I have options. I don't know why. And this is where people need to start having faith because when things kind of don't work together, they kind of do work together. Remember, I said I don't like change, but what happened is that, remember uh, when I quit my job back in, what is it, uh, June? No, I quit my job back in May, my old job, because I was so fed up with these fucking people because we got new management and they they wanted to do things a new way. Well, not even that. They just didn't know what the fuck the business was about. They got hired on and they don't even know nothing about logistics. So then what did I fucking do? I thought they were going to make me the head honcho, and they didn't. They wanted to watch over me and make sure that I was doing my job. Like, really? You need to watch me do my job? How about I watch you do your fucking job? And it's funny that the people that were working there previously that had been running that place really angered me. But the new people who had nothing, no clue what they pissed me off even more, which ultimately made me quit my job. 
which nine days later, I ended up finding a new job. Well, I ended up getting hired and I was working a new job nine days later. And I'm so blessed and I'm so happy that happened. All I'm saying is that um, I don't like change, but you have to make it work sometimes. And that in that particular instance, it happened. And I'm blessed where I'm at. I actually do like my job. For the first time in a long time, I am happy at a, at a job where I don't fucking bitch or moan about shit. I have shitty management, but guess what? I make it work because I am happy. I finally know what happiness in the job is. And it's not making that much money because I was making a shitload of money before. This money, I kind of went back to where I needed to be, but I am blessed. I am so blessed to be where I'm at right now. And that's where life gave me a change and I went and adapted to it. And this is going to be another scenario here in the next 15 days, even 30 days. Because fact is that if I have to live inside of my fucking car, I'll probably do it. I'll put all my shit in storage. I'll have all my mail sent over to a P.O. box. I got everything set even if I don't have a place. That's how that's how um, far ahead I thought. Maybe I should live in my in my car and I and I know how to get on my mail. For you, I can still come back here and pick up the leftover mail from the residents that are gonna have the new house or this house and have my shit sent over to a P.O. box. You know, have my taxes sent over to wherever. I'll still be able to get things. So it's not like I'm I'm worried. I I think that's me adulting. The fucked up thing is that I figured I know how to adult. I guess as you grow up, you know what's funny is that when, when you're a kid, nobody tells you how to do this stuff. I guess nobody ever says that you, you grow up. You really don't. You just adapt to the times. You adapt to what you want, and you adapt to money. You know, it's like you're a kid. You want money to buy things. It doesn't matter what the fuck you're going to buy. He's going to buy things. So you, what do you do? You get a job, and you start a job at anywhere. My friend Kevin started at a fucking movie theater. I started at Big Lots. I'm, I'm using an example because you ultimately you buy things just to begin with. Oh, you know what? Now I need a, I cannot, now I want a car. So now you have to get a cosign and you want to get your little car and you get your little insurance. And it's a progression. Unlike me, now that I have like, what, 25 credit cards with maybe half of them that I don't use, half of them my friends use because they need to borrow my credit. <laughs> no disc, because I do. My, my mom still uses my gas cards. I'm just saying, my credit is always getting high and. I don't know who taught me about credit besides maybe mom saying, hey, you ever want to buy something nice in life? You got to have good credit. I guess I learned it from her because my mom always had good credit. And then things happened in, in the mid 90s where unfortunately her credit went down. My mom went through a depression and she, her credit went down and she had to rebounce and now she's back again. I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say here is that nobody ever teaches you this shit. You know, and you kind of just go and adapt with life and then you make it work. And same thing with me right here right now is where, you know, now that I, I have good credit and I want to get a place of my own. And I, I've been wanting to do that for a long time, but now i got to halt it. Uh, I really want a place of my own. and I'm ready to do that. I'm ready to get into that stage of my life somehow. It just sucks that the change in life that's happening right now is going to have to gonna have to make me go a different direction but i guess i should have been working at that on my own pace a long time ago but i don't know it just depends on the education and the thing about me is that i want to do it on my own i I don't want support from somebody imagine if i had somebody else's income easily get my own place right or get some our place 
But I kind of want to do what my mom did, where she left the house at 18 and got her own studio apartment and made it work. Unfortunately for me, I'm, what, 15 or 16 years past that, my mom's prime, at 33 years old, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing it now. But I think it's different because a lot of people don't do a lot of shit too late in life. I just think it's the way things have changed in life, I guess. The the adoption, you know, unless, you know, you have more than two or three people in the house. Hey, you can do whatever you want. God bless you. I don't know why there's a... Is there static coming on through my microphone? I can hear that right now. Huh. I don't know. I, I don't have headphones on me. I don't like headphones. I don't like to hear my own fucking voice. If I do hear it, I'm fucked. But anyways, that's the story of my life right now. Um... I, something tells me no matter what happens after 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 February, because I want to start working on new music, and I guess I'm the kind of person that believes that when you record new music, you should be in a new environment. Because every time you record a new album or a new project, you need to be somewhere different. Because in that that way, everything around you feels different. So when you get nostalgic about your own music, you remember that particular location you were when you did that. Uh, that's the way I've always remembered all my albums. I look back and I think about the first three. And I remember being at my mom's house. And I remember where I was when I had that little four-track recorder on the ground, on the carpet, sitting down with my legs crossed, reading lyrics and recording them. With my little speakers in the background on the wall. Man, I wish I still had that stuff somewhere. I had a few, I have a few pictures. Um, and... You know, I remember recording the other stuff professionally, and then here I am. I recorded two albums here at my grandmother's house. Three, really. Well, two albums and a mixtape. But uh, I think my next project needs to be somewhere else. And I think that's where kind of I think that's where life kind of saddens me a little bit. Because um, I think I I think I will probably be going through a little depression after this. But not the kind of depression where you you need you aren't doing nothing and you're taking medication because I don't believe in that. I just gotta uh, roll with the punches and make this work, and that's it. And um, I just hope that it works out to my benefit, where I'm in a happier place because I am ready to do this, man. I am ready for the change, and I gotta do it now, man. Why am I gonna wait longer? I should have been saving money a long time ago, but I haven't. I should have been uh, spending my money more wisely, but I haven't. Shit. I want a nice laptop right now. I got a nice laptop right now. I want a DJ equipment. I got DJ equipment right now because I could have, I could do that. I got all these credit cards. It's crazy. It's like I shouldn't be doing it, but I'm doing it. And it's helping me raise my credit for, for the future. And that's why if I... <laughs> Here's the thing. I know where my where the segue was going to be with this is that the fact is that um, you want to be in a happier place and you don't want to work two jobs, but sometimes you might have to. The real estate agent that sold his house for my grandmother told me, you know, I kind of went up to them one day. They were here doing the open house. My grandmother was gone. I was still here. And I had asked them, hey, you know, what can I do to buy this house? You know, it's a family house. It's got a sentimental value. I have a lot of memories here. I kind of want to know what I could do to buy this house. And they said, well, first of all, you need to make about 60 grand a year to qualify. Right when they said 60 grand, 
my smile went down to no smile. It was the opposite. I had a freaking an N, a lowercase N on my face. Because of how, like, goddamn, really? 60 grand? I barely cut 40. Barely. Which means I do cut it. No, do I? I don't know. I think that's take home or non-take home. Either way. I think that's I think that's overall with taxes. So I'm probably taking less than that. Fucked up. And um, they said, but there are first-time buyer buyers programs in Oxnard that you could uh, work with. All you gotta do is come up come up with the first five grand. In my head, I'm like, how in the hell am I gonna come up with the first five grand? I can barely save up two hundred bucks a month. It's crazy. I don't even know. I don't know how to save up money. Most people, most people could like start working on that like months in advance like yeah i'll save up five grand in eight months i'm like dude i want to make that money now which in return i tell myself well maybe you should work a fucking part-time job you'll probably get that money in no time but you know i don't if i want to get a part-time job i want it to be something that i'm having fun with kind of like my friend q who's dj you know he's making part-time money being a, a freaking dope dj what am I going to say about that? And that's where I'm at. It's like, Jesus, I guess I'm not even, even with my credit, I'm not qualified to buy a house. Think about that because I was confident that I could buy a house no matter what the hell. It's not even your credit score. It's really what you make. So I guess if you have like a 600, a 600 credit score, as long as you're making over 60 grand, I guess you kind of qualify a little bit. Yeah, your interest rate might be a little bit higher, but fuck it. That's it. And here I am with the fucking 820, 820 credit score, and I can't even, I won't even be able to afford a fucking payment. But um, you know what's funny is that my my grandmother offered me some money when she sold the house. She said, "Hey, do you want ten grand?" Oh uh, no, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. She didn't give me the amount of money. She just asked me if I wanted some money from her. She'll give me some money, which I respective respective respectively. Respect the fuck that I just declined. I declined my my mother's grand my my grandmother's money. She called me one day and I was out looking for studios and she's like, I need you to come home. I need to talk to you about something. I get home, I bring her some uh potato potato instant potatoes because we were having like pre Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving meal because we didn't have Thanksgiving together with the family. And um she said, hey, what if I give you money? I said, no. She's like, well, why not? I'm like, Because, uh, you know what, Grandma? I think I just want to have that that feeling in my head that I um, that I did it myself. Shook her head, and she's like, I, I guess I kind of agree, but, you know. Didn't you talk to a real estate agent? I'm like, yeah, I need to come up with five grand to make a down payment. And then she said, well, what if I give you more than that? I'm like, well, no. So I declined it, and that was it, and I thought it was over with. <laughs> it looks like about a week later, she said, like, hey, hey, son. I'm like, yeah? So I'm giving you money. I'm like, no, you're not giving me fucking money, Grandma. It's almost like she forgot the conversation. My grandma's a little older now, so she might or not remember the conversation. She, my grandmother still, still looks good for an 80-year-old woman. No lie. She's still... She's still uh, a lot better condition than a lot of people her age. So, but the memory's not all there. So uh, she said, how about I give you some money? I'm like, you know what, grandma? Fine. 
Give me some money. But you got to let me pay you back. And when she said, okay, you can do that. And I said, all right. Well, then we'll talk about it later. And that was kind of it. We didn't talk about it again. For all you know, she probably forgot about it. And I ain't getting shit. That's fine. I don't mind. I actually don't want any money. But I'm saying, but if I do get money from her, I'm probably going to use it toward a down payment to something. So I do have somewhat a down payment for a house if this thing happens. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't care. I, I really, I'm not working toward that. I'm just saying it's just something that we talked about and she, I kind of agreed to it as long as she lets me pay because I don't like taking money from anybody. I don't like asking people for money. I never have and I never will. I've never done that. I have too much goddamn pride to ask anybody to let me use their money, this or that. I'll let you buy me things as a gesture, but no. I have too much pride. And I guess the uh, where I was going with that is pretty much that yeah, there is a possibility that I have some money in coming in where I could probably put a down payment toward um toward a small condo or a house that I could probably get for myself. And if the payments are low enough, I mean, I probably could do it. Maybe get a roommate to help me out and it works itself out. I'm just saying by myself, it wouldn't have worked out. 60 grand wouldn't have never happened. Or making, sorry, making 60 grand a year would have never happened. But, you know, a man who barely cuts 40,000 with a 10,000, maybe 10,000 plus down payment on a condo or a, a townhouse, not a, an expensive one, something cheap, probably doable. Get those payments under a thousand. Yeah, you, there you go right there. Only fucked up part about it is that unlike an apartment or a studio that comes with utilities, I got to buy my own utilities and I got to make property tax payments, which is every two months. Talk about penny saving. I'd be doing it with my budget. Of course, if I decide to stay with my job. You know, I don't even know if they freaking really like me. They probably feel like they're overpaying me. They probably are. That place is kind of overpaying me. I don't even mean that in a bad way. I just know that at my age, I should be making a certain amount of money. And I am. Um... <laughs> And I guess that's why what it is when you leave uh, a previous job. I just kind of got blessed to that fact. And the fact that they hired me on with what I wanted, perfect. And I like it there. If I could actually make, if I could actually make a career out of my job that I have now, I'd definitely do it. But I don't know where, where that would be. Unless they, I don't know where I would be promoted to make that, that kind of money. Because there's money in Harley-Davidson. I mean, who doesn't like, who doesn't like Harley-Davidson? It's a manufacturing company for Harley-Davidson. There you go. Have me back there doing something. It's definitely doable. But who knows? Knowing me, I know that this is just a fun job and that eventually I have to go somewhere else where my skills, my actual work skills, what I have on my resume should come into play. Right now, I'm not using my full potential. Unless, of course, you know, you get hired as like a what? A district manager for the biggest warehouse on the planet then all I gotta do is watch workers man then maybe that's doable but for the most part I probably should be behind the computer working my computer magic working my skills 
doing something. Unless, of course, I can make money in rap, which I, right now I'm not. So, or maybe I can make a, a dope YouTube channel and get paid by sponsorships. Then that'd be doing good. I, oh, man, I would love to be getting paid by YouTube. Man, that would be a dream job. I'd be uploading YouTube videos every freaking day. I have the green screen right here in front of my room. I have my green screen in a bag. But, I mean, I got nowhere to put it. Or I'm going to put this big-ass green screen with these lights. That's kind of why I wish I had my own little man cave, my own little garage. I'd definitely be putting that up recording daily. All I need is a nice cam, a nice camera and a good little recording mic. One of those ones that you clip onto your shirt. And it's a wrap for me. I would freaking go full throttle. But I guess when um, life hits you with um, different things, here you are. You know, and um, that's it is what it is. So, <sighs> sorry for boring you about my life, but I'm kind of keeping you up to track. We talked about Shaq, talked about me having to move out because grandma sold the house. Um, I told you that I have my options and I told you how to manage your money and what I have planned. Uh, hopefully in a year from now, I'm looking at things differently. I, I am a little scared. I'm not going to lie. I am fucking scared. God damn, I'm scared. Gosh damn, I'm scared. I just got to have faith in the Lord. The Lord has always blessed me. If you don't believe in God, you should. I'm telling you right now. And, and you're talking to a guy who is big on the universe. Like, I am a universe freak. I can talk to you about the stars and the universe and the galaxies and supernovas and quasars all freaking day we can break this shit down we can talk about the speed of light we can talk about voyager still going we can talk about all that fun stuff but i still believe in god and you gotta have faith you gotta have faith because i have faith right now i've never been uh, downed once and uh, i won't now I've had my personal struggles in life because that's my stupid fault for not acting right. If you want to know what my struggles are, listen to my music because I don't want to talk about it on the podcast. Still, I'm still a little ashamed about stuff that has happened in the last four years that I'm like, man, how did that happen to me? Why did I get myself in that predicament? This fucked up. This fucked up. But I'm out of it now. I'm good. It's like living a new life again. But anyways... So, um, what's going on in the news right now? As of, as of right now, you know, in the last two months, there was a lot of things that happened. What happened? I went to the, um, I went to the World Series. We'll get back to my other segment, but I went to the World Series. The game where the Boston Red Sox took the game. Yep, I went to the World Series, um, on my birthday, on October 28th of 2018. Because... I was like, fuck it. I'm all, I don't want to spend another birthday not doing something that's different. I think that's what happens with me is that I, the most depressing days in life for me is New Year's Day and my birthday because there, you should be celebrating how far in life you've gotten to me. And I, you know, and in this case, I'm like, you know what? I want to do something different. So I went to the World Series. And uh, they lost. The Dodgers lost. I think that was, what, game five? They had only won, like, one game. And they were done, son. But I, I, uh, it was cool to see Boston celebrate on her field. 
I hadn't um, done that before. Those tickets were expensive. $700 for me and my partner to go see a Dodger game. World Series Game 5. You know what's funny? It didn't even feel like a Dodger game. I'm sorry. It felt like a Dodger game. It didn't feel like a World Series game. All that felt different was the fact that they they painted the grass with the World Series logo on there. That's it. Everything else didn't feel World Series-ish. Like they normally, like you normally would go to a different stadium. Not that I know of, but you look at it on TV and everything just looks different. Dodger Stadium is so goddamn old. They don't even, they can't do much with it, really. They can't make those kind of changes. Goddamn, excuse me. My nose got clogged up with, um, with personal germs. Goddamn. Goddamn. Excuse me. Have some more of this. I'm drinking in Arizona right now. Ugh. Because it's freaking... They're only a dollar. I should drink any water, though. I need to hydrate myself for tomorrow. I felt dehydrated all day. Yeah, man. That Dodger game was uh, pretty dope, though. I mean... Uh, it's like going to another Dodger game for me. I've been to a few of them in my lifetime. And that was nice. It was cool. I uh, got to see Alex Rodriguez and... Uh, uh, David Ortiz on the on the um, the Fox News booth. It's cool because to me those were legends. Those, that's what I grew up watching them cats. But to watch Boston, there were so many Boston fans, man. So many Boston fans at the Dodger Stadium. They pretty much took over the stadium. They took over the stadium like we here. It was more red than blue. They could have changed the Dodger logo to from from blue to red, and it would have worked out. I'm telling you, that would have worked out easily. And nobody would have complained. But there was a lot of pissed off Dodger fans. They weren't even talking. In my section, they weren't even talking, man. And I was like, God damn. Like, I'm just trying to have fun here. Even if they are losing, I'm just trying to have fun. You guys don't even have a smile. You better turn that frown upside down. Man, I'm trying to talk to you. Hello? What's your name, sir? Angry Dodger fan? Oh, oh, shocker. Well, then let me go to the back. Literally, let me go to the back and buy myself a Boston Red Sox hat somewhere. Nah, they didn't do that. You know what's funny is that me and my, well, my girl, my ex-girl, whatever you want to call it. Man, she hates me right now, but whatever. She hates me. I hope that things work out. <laughs> we stayed after the game, and we just started collecting souvenirs that people left. We thought, we left the Dodger game with 20 World Series cups, uh, eight Dodger hats, six Dodger towels, a bunch of margarita cups. It was like we left Dodger Stadium with a handful of shit because this shit cost people money and they're just leaving it there. And we just took it like it was nothing. I have that somewhere. I, I hopefully I was trying to sell it on Craigslist, but nobody wanted to buy it. Fucking bitter ass Dodger fans. You don't want it. You don't want it. But we walked around every section just collecting stuff, collecting, throwing uh, sodas or empty beers from the cans or from the from the cups, dumping them out, stacking them up, stacking them up, stacking them up. What was disgusting too, though, is that like you know the Dodger the Dodger hats, the little plastic Dodger hats, they were uh, pretty much like plates for nachos or fries. So there was food in them, so we would have to dump the food out. And then they still had like the ranch and all that in them. So we put that in the car and you could just smell 
like the what is it the garlic with the ranch that we put into a bag in my car and you can still smell it from the trunk so fucking disgusting man that it's just one of those smells you just don't like to smell it's a scent you don't like to smell and it's fucking disgusting I would never you know what there's two things that I wish <laughs> there's two things in life that I don't wish on anybody I don't wish prison on anybody and I definitely don't wish <laughs> garlic smell eternally I would rather smell the sewer all goddamn day than garlic in ranch or mayonnaise or any of that bullshit you know what I'm saying because that's crazy and uh, anyways if you guys want some some uh some Dodger gear some Dodger stuff I got in the garage I'm I'll be happy to give it to you uh a low price of like a dollar a piece Maybe five dollars, maybe ten dollars, depending on what it's worth. Maybe if I ever go if I go on eBay and I check that shit out, I might find out how much is what, and I give it to you. You know what I'm saying? Holla at your boy. I'll get it to you, young hove. But anyways, uh, it's funny because I almost forgot about that. I I'm telling you, I should be catching up on things with you guys, and instead of that, I need to remember what I was doing the last two months. And that's why I have Instagram to show me in case I forget. But anyways. Any fucking ways. As I caught up with my life. And I give you my shack story. My soon to be homeless ass story. My Dodger story. Man. The shit is going down with R. Kelly right now. R. Motherfucking Kelly. I don't see nothing wrong. With a little bump and grind, I believe I could fly. Mm. I believe I could touch the sky. I think about it every night and day. All right, I'm not going to go back and listen to myself sing. Hopefully, I hit those notes right. And you guys tell me, bro, you need to start singing. Hopefully, that's what I get. But I'm not probably going to get it. Man, R. Kelly. R. Kelly, R. Kelly, R. Kelly. You know, most of you guys probably sit there and just start thinking like, wow, I didn't see this coming. But when they start talking about banning his music, and then you listen to his music, you're like, yo, this man did so much. He has so much good music. Just so you don't have to listen to it no more? Oh, man, that is hard. What to se- separate separate the uh, separate the musical genius from the monster, which is Art Kelly. That documentary threw me for a freaking loop. I'm telling you right now, that documentary I was not expecting that. First of all, I knew it was gonna happen. I knew it was on Lifetime, and the first thing I started thinking when I think of Lifetime is Lifetime movies. Very poor, very poor produced female movies. Which I have no patience to watch. Not It's not because of that. I'm just saying I just don't like that soap opera film type movies. On top of that, they what? What was the last movie they, they did? They did the um, Whitney Houston movie, I think. Was it a Aaliyah movie? They did somebody's movie where everybody went. They bashed it. Like, that's not even close to what happened. 
And that's why people don't recognize it. And that's what I was thinking right off the bat when they said there's going to be an R. Kelly a series on, on Lifetime. I'm like, I'm not going to watch it, man. What the fuck? But I got curious anyways. I'm like, well, it is R. Kelly. It's supposed to be like about the shit that he had done. Yeah, so why not just watch it? So I bought, the, <laughs> I didn't record it, so I have the, I bought, I downloaded the Lifetime, the Lifetime app, and I just signed into my DirecTV account because if you have DirecTV, you can sign into any uh, app with any channel, and you can watch it as long as you're subscribed to that channel. I'm telling you right now, DirecTV sucks. You shouldn't have any cable, but when it comes to having DirecTV, and then you want to watch a particular show on the spot, you download that channel's app. It's gonna ask you to sign into that your provider, your TV provider, you will watch that shit right away. It's kind of one of the best things I've seen. and It's kind of why I don't really want to get rid, get rid of DirecTV, but I, I am. But that R. Kelly series, man, it threw me for a loop. It threw me for a freaking loop. I, the, first of all, they start, these females are talking and they're giving their I can't remember the I can't remember the first episode, but I do remember just seeing like like about four females kind of giving their input on R. Kelly, and the first thing I thought, this looks like a documentary. And then they start going into detail about R. Kelly and his uh, origins, you know, and then go to the Aaliyah segment, and I'm like, oh shit, this is a documentary. Interesting, right? You know, and while that's happening, I'm I'm playing video games. I'm playing the R. Kelly thing on my iPad. But I'm playing Zelda on my TV. And I'm listening. So I'm I'm looking down, glaring. I'd pause the game and watch certain things that interested me. And you know, the first segment is the first episode is pretty much about Aaliyah. Aaliyah, if you don't know, is uh one of the most well respected R and B singers of all time. And she passed away uh ten years ago. Actually today. No, no. Ten years her birthday is ten years today. What am I? I'm sorry, I it's not corrected. Her birthday is Today, she would have been 40. If you're an Aaliyah fan, she would have been 40 today. Just think about that. It makes you kind of feel old. Because she died at the age of, what, 28, I believe? No, she would have been 20 now. So she died at 22. Yeah. Crazy. That is crazy. That makes me feel fucking old. God damn she died in 01 in a um in a plane crash. Fucked up that most of our fellow R&B singers aren't around anymore and it's almost a fucked up thing. Aaliyah in a plane crash. Uh left eye from TLC. She died in, in a Jeep Rover. The fucking thing just flipped over. It's fucking crazy. Crazy, dude. Fucking nuts. But anyways, go back to this R. Kelly motherfucker. Just to find out that, you know, he was a... Uh, well, he was helping her out, but apparently he was doing a lot more than that. And I think a lot of us kind of knew that. But apparently they got married when R. Kelly was 27 and she was, what, 15? Like, R. Kelly, what the fuck, man? First of all, let, let me let me break this down with R. Kelly. This is kind of funny to me. So R. Kelly's like 51 right now, right? In 2019, R. Kelly is 51 or 52. Whatever. He's still, he's not... Old at all. Yes, I mean, to a sense he is, but he's not old to the point where he's like, 
yo, that's an old man. He's just, he's just, he's, you know, he's of age, but not crazy. He's only 51. But when you try to break down, like, the whole thing about it, the fact that R. Kelly is only in his 50s, but in 94, he was 27, somehow the timeline doesn't feel right. It, it almost feels like he, she, it almost feels like he should be older now. You know what I'm saying? R. Kelly, it just feels like he should be older now. But the motherfuckers just barely hit 50. You know? And um, the sub, this is kind of a touchy subject because, uh, you know, people are coming out now talking about R. Kelly being a pedophile and he had them hostage. And, you know, this is where they, you know, double standards happen where. You know, if this if this would have been a white female or white females, he would have been in jail a long time ago. But because they're black, they're black females. My sisters, I'm going to call them sisters because, you know, I have respect from the brotherhood. They didn't take their their lives more into importance. And that's true. It is so fucking true. I just I guess I didn't think about it like that. But it kind of does make you think, like, why are you coming out now? And why are people listening now? It's just weird. Different times. The Me Too movement is real. And if you do some fucked up shit, you, they're coming to get you. Shit's over, son. You know what I'm saying? Shit is over. But this subject of uh, pedophiles and wanting women that are under age, that is a touchy subject. Now, if you know me, you know that I do not stand for that shit. I think I said this on a podcast one time that I would rather be a killer. I would rather be a murderer known for that than to ever be labeled a child molester or a pedophile. That's just true. I just, there's no reason for kids to get that shit. You know, there's no reason. People, I guess when you start thinking about it now, especially now I'm older, now I get it. Your minds are not developed that much. Shit, your minds are not developed at 25. Nevertheless, 15. You don't know what the fuck you want at 15. You know, you have to have a kid that's wise beyond their years. But they don't know. And if this man R. Kelly was praying on these uh, young women, well then fuck. That is savage. Now here's the thing. I, I try, I, 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 this shit had been this shit's been on my mind for like about a week, and I the R. Kelly thing kind of did screw me over. And the fact is, because I love his music, shit, I love the music that wasn't even popular. I like his new shit. I have loved his new shit. And to to think that this man is fucking a savage like that, man. No, and this is where I was kind of breaking it down, you know. <laughs> Here's my little my little uh, scenario. All right, hey Carlos, this is I don't know. This could be my, one of my bodyguards if I have a bodyguard. Yo Carlos, yo man, I got you a fine little fifteen year old. I'll put her in the room with you. I'm like oh, okay, fine, I guess. Bring her over. You know, assuming that I'm open for it, which I'm not. But let like just say I said yeah, bring her over. You got a fifteen year old girl in your room, and I'm a thirty three year old man. You know, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to open your mouth and talk to her, right? You're going to talk to her and ask her a few questions. Knowing me and the way I am, you're going to ask her a few questions and you're going to realize, the fuck? 
It's just a fucking kid. What is there to talk about? There's nothing for me to talk to that person about except for the fact that, hey, are you doing your homework? Are you good in school? Are you doing grades? What school are you going to? What college are you going to go to? Cool. Okay. Well, hang in there, slugger. Uh, I hope the best in your life and uh, continue your studies and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I mean, I, that's all I can think about. I can't picture myself like seeing a 15-year-old kid and just like com- conversing with them about anything, pr- uh, anything important, you know? Maybe at 21 or 22, you could somewhat relate because you're still in the same thing. But at 33, there's nothing for you to talk to them about. Unless they're your own kids and you just, you you got to, you know, talk to them about their lives. But besides that, there's nothing for you to talk about. So that kind of makes me wonder, what the fuck does R. Kelly, what the hell is R. Kelly doing with these kids? No, we know what he's doing with these kids. It's like, but what is he doing with these kids? You know, like, God damn, my man. Like you can try to get into these pants, but can you relate to them? These girls were looking for a dream. Some of them were already seven. No, some. I mean, there are some young ones, of course, that they talk about. They talk about a one that was fourteen years old, and the girl cries because she's, she regrets. She regrets her. She regrets ever introducing her niece to R. Kelly. But it's like this motherfucker's been doing a bunch of shit to you years prior and you did that. So what do you fucking think is going to happen? Motherfucker's already got a record. And, um, I don't know. It's kind of a, a, a backward, uh, it's a, it's a sore with two ends at each side. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it could go either way. And I hope that, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I hope that R. Kelly is correct. That he's like, yo, this is all accusations. But the fact is, it's probably not. Because talk about it. Bill Cosby. I think I already brought this up once. When you have so many women saying that, hey, we were hanging out with them and then we were passed down. We woke up. We were raped. There's no re- there's no way that over 20 women are going to be telling the same exact story. I mean, they could. I mean, if you you want to, you know, hear the other person talk and then you want to take their story and then you're trying to get them for money. Yeah, then it's possible. But 20 women? God damn. And R. Kelly, you have over 10 to 20 women that are that were of age, underage before. They're saying the same thing. There is no way that this cannot be true. But I pray for you, my man. And I hope that it isn't true. And I hope that all this is fake. Because you made the soundtrack to Space Jam. (laughs) You wrote the best theme song of all time with Space Jam and Michael Jordan flying in the air. And I believe I could fly. Man, I believe I could touch the sky. Woo! I think about it. Motherfucker, these churches are singing that song. I'm still singing that song. I want to bump that song right now. But I can't. And I hope you, I hope you, I hope that you, I, first of all, I heard that R. Kelly is suing the Lifetime channel. He's going to do it. You're going to get these motherfuckers. And I'm like, man, 
Hopefully you do, my mans. Because, man, that needs to be done. And um, it should be done in the right way, R. Kelly. If you're going to do it the right way, you better do it. I hope you um, wish you the best of luck. Because you got great music. And I still want to support you. But, man, the evidence against you right now is fucking harsh, man. And this was a, this was a six-part series. I don't know if you guys watched it, but this is a six-part series. And they, they still continue to that shit to this day. I didn't even realize that he... um. He said it out of court a few times. And me and my buddy were talking about this the other day. It's like, does, does Michael, we all love Michael Jackson, but we don't know. We're, gonna, we're all going to sit here and talk about he touched kids. Realistically, we don't know. It's all just talk. We don't know, man. I've always, I've always analyzed Michael Jackson this way. The motherfucker never had no no childhood. His dad was an asshole. He was such an asshole that he he changed his skin color to look different. He pretty much he didn't change to be white. The motherfucker Michael Jackson just did not want to look like his dad. And you're like, damn. Damn. He didn't want to look like his dad, so he did it. By the time Michael Jackson died, he did not look like his dad. That's his way of uh, his revenge on his dad. But what I'm getting at with this is that um, <laughs> I know I went off a little bit off there. I, it's because I started thinking of all this shit and I started thinking. Michael Jackson settled out of court a few times because they said that he touched kids. He didn't have a childhood. And I always looked at it like this. Michael Jackson was legitimately trying to help help out kids. He was a kid at heart himself. And he tried to do whatever he can to make these kids have better lives. And the man legitimately thought that it was okay to have sleepovers with kids. But to me, Michael Jackson was a kid at heart. And, um... I don't think he really realized how awful that was to be doing these kind of things. I don't think he, I don't think he touched anybody, but, and I've heard that every person that accused him denied it later on in life. So I'm going to keep going off that. I don't think Michael Jackson did it, but R. Kelly, God damn, R. Kelly has a bunch of shit going on. And um, apparently he had a lot of help. There was a lot of people helping him. Now, do I believe that's true? I don't know. It's crazy. You need to watch the documentary. Watch that shit yourself. Because that shit is nuts. And um, just watch it. It's on Lifetime. Get the, get the app. Watch it. Just make your own opinion. Let me know what you think. If you're a fan of him, let me know. If you're not, if you don't care, if you don't even care, that's fine. But I'm telling you, R. Kelly is fucking dope when it comes to his music. But the man behind the scenes, I don't know. And I'm telling you, this is going to start something crazy because Bill Cosby is going down. R. Kelly might be going down. There is going to be some shit that's going to be exposed. And gosh, man, I hope that my heroes, my 
favorite artists don't come out of the woodworks to and find out that they're doing bullshit too. I don't want to hear that shit, man. Come on. Come on. Or things that different in the 90s were like, they really believed that kids and young women of underage would not say anything and that it just was going to be thrown under the rug. Man, how the years catch up to people. Man, that is crazy. Crazy. R. Kelly, I got your CDs in my car, man. No, not in my car. I have them in storage. The greatest hits. I think I have another one, too. Sure, I think I even have your first city. But I don't want to throw it away, man. Don't make me do it. Well, in fact, what does it matter? I, 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 stream, I, <laughs> I stream everything anyways. So, anyways, hold on a second. I'm looking. Got my camera on, just making sure that nobody's there. We'll pause this thing for a second, make sure that there's no static. Which the beautiful thing is there isn't any static. I just, you know, this arcade situation is nuts. I don't know. The other day I started watching his music videos. Have you guys ever seen the music videos? The the all of the um I'm actually playing in the background right now. <laughs> the uh, in the closet videos. It's like a fucking thirty part a uh, thirty-five part segment. And this is like in 05 or 06. So Arcade's already like probably in his forties. This motherfucker's already done classics after classics after classics. And he's still giving you classics, man. So I don't want to be wrong about R. Kelly. He did a 35-part set of just videos with the same subject. And R. Kelly is fucking hood. R. Kelly is black. I'm talking about, like, legit hood black. Like, when he tells stories, it's fucking dope. I don't care. He's just fucking dope, kid. I'm telling you, that's this man right here, fucking genius. And I don't want to take that away from him. I don't want him to go to jail. I was like, I want your shit to keep living on, my man. So, anyways. Um, what the fuck is going on with Donald Trump? And the fucking wall. Huh? Donald Trump and the motherfucking wall. Um, so, apparently, if I get my story correct, because I don't like to listen to a lot of politics, but apparently... The government is shut down right now and nobody's collecting checks because they don't want to fund his project for the wall because they don't want Americans to pay for it because he said that Mexico would pay for it and Mexico's not paying for it, which uh I don't know. So let's let's get this straight right now. Let's call it spade to spade. I'm just gonna say it right now. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. Because it's going to happen anyways if this wall gets built. Let's say it. I'm going to say it right now. Hold on. Let, let the, I need drum roll. If you voted for Trump, then you should pay for the fucking wall. Oh, the crowd goes crazy. If you voted for Trump or any all the supporters... You guys all get your fucking money together and pay for the wall if you really want a fucking wall. I mean, I'm just calling out space to spade. Come on, man. Let's be real about it. You knew Mexico ain't gonna pay for the goddamn wall. So if that's your man's, help your man's. And let the people who didn't vote for him just kind of watch there with popcorn and see what happens. We just eat popcorn and whatever, whatever. I'm not saying anything, man. I, I, always, I always told you before, I wish... The best for Donald Trump. I don't want to see this man get hurt. I actually wish that he changes America. If he says he's going to change and he does good, I hope that he does. 
and I hope that I am wrong about him. I um we do need somebody like him who's different from politics, who doesn't give you that same old bullshit. I get why people like him. It's just fucked up that the wrong people like him. You know what I'm saying? You know, it'd be one thing for like a pro Obama supporter to be like, yo, I like Obama, but I like Donald Trump better. That's different. I'd be like, well, really? You're like, yeah, I always liked Obama, but Donald Trump just said something to me. This, a lot of Trump supporters are people who just don't, never liked Obama and just said, man, fuck that guy. And we want Donald Trump. And that's crazy. That's the, you. You see it, and that's why. Like, it's hard. It's hard not to like. I don't like to be ever called a liberal, because the liberal is a person who doesn't take both sides. Somebody called me that on YouTube the other day. Some guy, you know, there was this video on YouTube, and I commented on it. Some guy was like, "Yo," um, he put a comment about these fucking illegals were fucking driving, and they were drunk. And they hit my brother's car, which ultimately hit him. They got out of the car and ran and escaped. And the cops ended up finding them and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, these they ended up killing my brother because they're drunk drivers. And we need to keep this kind of shit away from our country. And the first thing I said was like, well, okay, that's true. I, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for what happened. But... It's not just the legals that are drinking and driving, you fucking dumb fuck. Americans do it all the fucking time. Not only do they do it, Americans are known to be fucking drunks. Come on, we're, I mean, fucking Germans and Asians, when we go over there to their countries, they look at us as drunks. So come on, man, are you kidding me? You're going to blame it on illegals? Like, yo, we're, that's really going to stop the fucking drunkness? Or, you know, oh, what? So illegals are... Are taking jobs, but we're also lazy. I don't mean we. I mean, yeah, I know that I'm, I'm American. When you think about it, realistically, I'm uh, Mexican American or Hispanic, whatever my fucking my label is. I don't even know no more. I'm just saying that there's not one another. Either we're lazy, or we're taking jobs. What think? Fucking make up your fucking mind, because it's none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know, man. These. Some Trump supporters are just fucking out of their fucking mind, dude. Out of their fucking mind. It's just... And calling me a liberal. It's like, goddamn. I, hey, man, I don't mind voting for a fucking Republican. If the things are right. And let me tell you something right now. What's going on with the country right now with, with, with Donald Trump? It makes you respect... George Bush a lot more. Both of them, to be honest. The senior and and uh, junior. And rest in peace, by the way. Rest in peace to uh, Bush Sr. And rest in peace to John McCain. Because they recently both passed away. Um, American heroes. They really are. Uh, they did a lot for this country. Especially McCain, who was a war... A war... Um, a war victim. And he was a... Was, was he captive... He wasn't. He was held a prisoner for about what five years or was it ten years? That's fucking insane number to be held captive. So salute to that man. I got fucking heartbroken when he passed away. I'm like, you know what? He was going against 
Donald Trump, I'm sorry, he, he was going against Obama back in 08. But man, I didn't want to see that man pass away. So what does that mean? If he would have done his full, if he would have been president, he would have done eight years. And then he would, he would have passed two years later. That sucks. He was definitely already an older gentleman. I think he would have been, what, he would have been older than Donald Trump as far as president in age? Because Donald Trump is the oldest president from what I hear. He's the oldest president ever? Fucking crazy. I don't even know Donald Trump was that old. Fucking orange and shit. Donald Trump getting spray tans. Looking like an orange. Looking like I could fucking pick him out of a tree. I could sell him at the fucking fleet market for a couple of dollars. You know what I'm saying, doll? You know what I'm saying, dude? Donald Trump, you crazy motherfucker. And I wish you the best, my dude. But that wall, you wanting Americans to pay for it now? No wonder the fucking the Senate's not passing it. Come on. Nobody wants to pay for that fucking wall. Not even your supporters want to pay for that fucking wall. And once again, Donald Trump is crazy. He's motherfucking crazy. Crazy. I'm not the kind of guy that's saying, man, fuck Donald Trump, but that motherfucker's crazy. I'm wishing him the best. I really am. I just hope that he just doesn't, doesn't fuck up. Or maybe in another year and a half, even his supporters are going to be like, wow. Uh, maybe we should have had uh, the female Clinton. <laughs> maybe we should have had... Uh, her running the, it would have been nice. You don't think on top of that, on top of having having our first black president, after that we would have had our first female president. But instead, we had our first orange as president. That's crazy. We had a fruit. We have a fruit as the president. Crazy. No homo. You know what I'm saying? I'm fruit. You know, double, double entendre. Fruit. Homo. No. Okay. Oh fuck! Getting late here. Oh man, I'm about an hour and seventeen minutes, which is pretty good. That's probably a pretty long podcast. I told you it's gonna be a long podcast because I have a lot to talk about. Besides the president being a motherfucker, this this shit's not gonna pass, man. There's no way in hell there's gonna be a fucking wall. And by the time that shit starts getting built, when you really think about a presidency nowadays, eight years is fucking fast. Shit will come and go like nothing. By the time this guy's out of office, I'll be, what, 40? Maybe? No, 38. I think I'll be 38. Well, Donald Trump is out. I'm just assuming he's in, I'm just assuming he's getting another four years. History has told us anything. Presidents get eight, eight or two terms, which is eight years. It's just bound to happen, all right? So stay to it. Stick to it. Listen to my word. And that's the way it is. The the wall getting built, it's just not going to happen, man. Nobody wants to pay for that shit. So the Senate, the government staying closed, it's going to open eventually. It's just that nobody wants to pay for that shit. And why would they? You know you don't want to pay for it. You know, even if you supported this man, it's not going to happen. You know how much, how much that shit costs? Even like a square foot? A lot. How do we have that kind of money? We're going to have to borrow money from Mexico. We're going to have to borrow money from Mexico to build that fucking wall. You know what I'm saying? We're going to ask them for money. We're just not going to tell them what it's for. Oh, yeah, here you go. Here's some cartel money. You know what I'm saying? Fuck. 
Uh, yeah, it's a long tangent. I'm sorry. I am sorry. Um, I'm kind of interested, though. I kind of want the wall to be built. Not, 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 not for what it is. I just kind of want to see that it, it could happen. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's, a, it's like saying, yo, we're going to have the Super Bowl, but we're going to resurrect Michael Jackson. He's like, well, I don't want to see that, but I kinda, I'm kind of interested to see how it would look like. Same thing with the wall. I don't want to see it, but I'm kind of interested to see what it would look like. You know what I'm saying? Uh, will it work? I don't know. Maybe we have an, we, Maybe we're still short and we have another five and a half years to go. Remember, the fucking... They're already picking uh, the Democrat candidates already for uh, presidency. Think about that for a second. We're already going into President Trump's second term pretty soon. Well, into his new election. So whatever he's focused on right now with that wall, it's going to have to slowly go away because he's going to have to work. His, he's going to start focusing on the second term. So, you know. It is what it is. Uh, God bless America. Make America great again. You know what I'm saying? All right. Now, all right, as the new year has already graced us and we are already 15 days, 16 days into 2019, uh, for all, well, I mean, it's going to apply to anybody. What was your favorite album of 2019 for all you music lovers? Huh? Send me a text. Let me know what you think. I mean, your personal favorite. But, for hip-hop fans, what the hell was your favorite album of 2019? Because, man, this kind of reminds me of 1996. In 1996, everybody that was famous had an album. Even your favorite artist who wasn't even famous yet had an album that was out. Just letting you know that right away. And this year, it proved that. The only person, the only hip hop artist that didn't have an album was Kendrick Lamar, which is a big name. And if it would have, it would have been a fucking big year for hip hop. It definitely was a hip hop year. Um, but man, Meek Mill with championships. Ooh wee! I underestimated that man heavily. I did not know that that man could spit, and I feel terrible. I wish that I would have given him some more time. I'm not going to go back and listen to his old albums. I think I tried, and I just did not feel it. But he is a man that got arrested for the wrong shit and did some time in jail, and he got out because hip-hop wanted him out. The big wigs got involved. Jay-Z got involved. Everybody got involved. And let him go. All because he was popping a willy. And when he made that album, that man was speaking the truth. Giving you facts. Stuff that you could feel. Half the time he had my heart cringing. Like, man, that is a fucking... That is solid. Meek Mill, you are a runner-up. And for you, for you taking so many L's a couple years ago. Losing to Drake Battle. Losing Nicki Minaj. You came back and stole the show, man. I'll give you that, my man. You definitely stole the show. And that Phil Collins intro. Awesome. People need to hear that. Listen to the first song of Championships. 
he does a, a rap over the Phil Collins beat. Well, the Phil Collins song, really, the In the Air of the Night, but it was flipped. Because, you know, we got out of them trenches, hallelujah. Hell yeah, I feel that, dude. I feel that. So, Meek Mill, ultimate W's. W's for wins for all you white folks. W's all the way. All right. Um, personally, for me, the best album of the year came out early in the year, and that was J. Cole's KOD, Kids on Drugs. That was the best album of the year. The fact that it came out early in the year and it got ran, it got pretty much, it lost its buzz because of other artists that came out. I'm sorry, man, but KOD was the best album of the year. The fact that it, it's not even nominated in the Grammys, so fucking dumb. It is so fucking dumb. I don't know what the fuck these people are doing. I swear, people don't have respect for anybody anymore. And they overlook certain things. And J. Cole is the best rapper in the game right now. Bars none. That is it. The man is such... You know, and I, and I thought Kendrick Lamar was great. He is. But J. Cole is on a different level. That man just does music and then goes back into seclusion. When he comes back out again, he does more music and then goes back into seclusion. Who does that? I don't need to be in the limelight. I'll give you some music. I know you'll hear it. And then let me go into hiding. That is crazy to have that kind of power, dude. You know who only had that kind of power? Michael Jackson. I know I brought brought him up like three times. People want to hear him and he can go back into hiding because no, you know. Nobody wants to see him. Or, no, I'm sorry. People want to see him. They just, he doesn't want to see people. J. Cole the same way. I don't get it, man. That man is a, a myth. Going from starting up as a cocky little arrogant kid to who he is now. Crazy, man. K.O.D. is an awesome album. And I don't understand why he's not nominated as album of the year this year. No. So I am pissed, but I hopefully, hopefully does something else this year because I am always J. Cole fan. Thank you for coming in this life and give, uh, gracing us with your music. All eyes for me only best song and album that you've done. Well, maybe I guess it depends on the, depends on the person's opinion. All right. Um, what about Eminem and Kamikaze, huh? I'm sure you white folks have heard that Eminem's Kamikaze came out of fucking nowhere. After dropping Revival last year, which was a mediocre album at best. And for me, being an Eminem fan, a big Eminem fan, by the way. You know, I I heard it and I memorized a few songs. I mean, I liked it. I liked what I had heard. I didn't like every fucking song, but I liked pretty much what I heard. And um, but it wasn't his best. And people shitted on him, and he knew it. And what happened? He took all that criticism and came up with a new album this year, or last year, called Kamikaze that came out of nowhere. And it showcased what the man was really about. He's All he pretty much said is, hey, I'm going to make a new album, and I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to think too hard about it. Because the album was a surprise album. It just came out of nowhere. Looked at my Spotify one night and it was just on there. I'm like, what the fuck? And I played play that album 
in one rest at one o'clock in the morning? And what I pleasantly surprised and joyed, and I liked it a lot. So, Eminem, Kamikaze, probably another candidate for best album of the year. But being that there's so many, so many people out this year that came out, Kanye West, Daytona, uh, Pusha T, Drake, Scorpio, Scorpion, whatever the fuck. It's just too much to think about. That's why there's a lot of na- nominees. But I'm telling you right now, man. Music was crazy this year. And I hope that uh, whoever gets um, the recognition from last year's music comes out. But I hope this year comes out even better. And I hope that I bring you guys some good music this year because it's well-deserved. And um, I hope that you guys are ready for whatever you guys are ready for this year. I hope you guys, I send everybody my blessings to you guys. Uh, you know, if you guys ever want to hit me up, you can. You got my spate. You got my... You got my number, I think, <laughs> for those who listen. And you also have me on your social medias. So why not? I hope you guys take care. I don't I don't wanna make this, I don't wanna cut this short, but I have to. It's getting late. It's almost min or twelve thirty. And I'll catch you when I catch ya. This is C Block. Bring it in 2019. I hope to give you a podcast every single freaking week. Welcome giving you details podcast. on what's going on this time you stupid much love from big c yeah. welcome to the podcast c blocks radio oh my god oh my god you should know i'm crazy ho it's time to listen to me through this transmission i just want to entertain you through my damn vision so everybody kick back and just open your ears we're premiere over premiere know that i'm here celebrate the good life with this dumb ass one conversation place in just one track